Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. This is episode 84. My name is Jeffrey Morris. I'm back this week. Uh, Nathan Robb, great job on the show last week. Uh, Brad uh, was a great guest. I really enjoyed all the, th- the thoughts uh, you guys had on RPGs and uh, playing on Steam. I will say, I still only own one Steam game. But I've bought like four RPGs in the last couple of months. You guys have to give me some credit. You <laughs> actually like I hate RPGs little. or something. It's true. We just, you know, we like holding a little bit of uh, RPG guilt against you. JRPG, true, sure. I, I won't touch. I won't touch those with a you know a hundred yard stick. But uh, I'm branching out more. Branching out more. Um, <laughs> but anyways, my name is Jeffrey Morris. Nathan Wagner is here with us as well. How's it going, Nathan? It's going. It's going. It's going, and uh, Rob is here as well, and he just told us that he is now a Yankees fan, so uh, Nathan and I are pretty <laughs> upset. False, false. Guys, don't believe the hate. Are you going to buy will be the show fan. because Judge is on the cover and he's a Yankee? Oh, man. No, no. <laughs> I'm not a Yankees fan, guys. Okay, don't worry. If Russell actually... Wilson was on the cover, would you buy it? In a Yankees uniform? Yes. The temptation is high, <laughs> but I think I might say no still. <laughs> oh, All right, well, there we go. The truth revealed. Um, so we have a fun show for you guys uh, today. We're going to be kind of doing a new segment. We're going to be uh, asking some gaming would-you-rather questions. And so um, those, those that'll be a lot of fun, just kind of crazy hypothetical situations, uh, just about different random things about gaming. So look forward to that. But before we do, we have some news. Um, first news piece is that Kingdom Come Deliverance has sold over 1 million copies already. It released on uh, February 13th, so about a week or two, it already hit a million copies. And this is yeah. crazy because why? Because it's an indie game. I mean, we've seen big, you know, obviously your Call of Duties, your Assassin's Creed, they sell a million copies in a week and no one blinks an eye, but mm-hmm. when an indie developer sells over a million copies in two weeks, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, a very hardcore RPG. Like, I looked at it because, yeah. you know, people were like, it's kind of like medieval Skyrim with no magic, but it's, like, way more hardcore than that. Like, they have ridiculous kind of combat that's... They're trying to go super as realistic as possible, basically. Um, yeah. And they've... Uh, a lot of people have been interested, obviously. Yeah, And, yeah. obviously, it's got some bugs, and, I mean, the developers have even come out and said that it is really buggy, but... Over a million copies sold, and people are just about every other article I've seen on gaming sites for the last two weeks have been Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, I've even seen like the developers they put out a thing saying, "Yeah, you know, there's a lot of bugs. We probably should have, you know, waited a little longer before we officially released it." But to see that, despite that, it's selling really well. I think is pretty awesome. You know, it's always good to see uh, those smaller yeah. developers, especially when they work so, such a long time <clears throat> exactly. on games like this to really yeah. see that pay off. Yeah. And hopefully well, and it's not a, it's not a game like hello games. Uh, you know, they released and no Man's it basically Sky. <laughs> no man's sky. I couldn't even think of the name of it. That's how bad that game was <laughs> But <laughs> where they made all these promises. And when the game came out, there was none of it in it. They made all these promises and those promises are fulfilled. It's just buggy, yeah. which and... I mean, just not polished. Hopefully, since it's sold so well, they'll be able to work really hard and patch a bunch of these bugs out so yeah, that yeah. people can really yeah. enjoy. Now that they can, like, don't have to worry about eating just, and, like, paying their Like, rent. I saw <laughs> one of the devs tweeting out about it, and one of the devs, like, he's literally a knight. Like, his Twitter handle is Sir... I forget what it is, but I'm like... <laughs> seriously? Yeah, seriously. That's, that's how awesome. hardcore this game is. <laughs> that's cool. So, that's uh, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. be sure to let us know on Twitter if you've played Kingdom Come Deliverance, if you've uh, been enjoying your time with it. One of the one million, I'm sure. At least someone out there listening has probably played it. Um, so our next news piece is Blizzard has been kind of teasing the next Overwatch hero. I believe this is Hero. <gasps> they would never tease anyone. <laughs> hero number 27, I believe. And, you know, they've learned a lot from the initial character reveal of, like, Sombra and stuff. Yeah. Of, like, that went on way too long, way too many clues, like... So they're kind of keeping these a little more short and sweet. So in the last week, they've been uh, tweeting out a couple images. Um, the first one was uh, last week, and it was basically a picture of like a battle report uh, and a letter between like Torbjorn and Reinhardt. And um, in the letter, it was basically saying it was the battle that Torbjorn lost his right arm and you know got his famous claw arm that he has now. And basically, Reinhardt saved his life. And right during that time is when Torbjorn's daughter was born, named Bridget. And basically, uh, Reinhardt wouldn't leave Reinhardt's side. He said, you need to leave my side. If you leave me alone, like, you've already saved my life. I already owe you my life. If you leave me alone, you can be the godfather to my daughter, and you can name her. And so that planted a seed. And then this 
uh, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday, Rob? They tweeted the next photo out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it's been within the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, or so. and th- yesterday they tweeted out a photo of a like basically a design board, and basically it is like the the Reinhardt kind of like lion. Um, so it's like a design doc for one of Reinhardt's weapons. And Bridget is known to be kind of a companion to Reinhardt, and she designed a lot of his armor and like repaired it. And they even like hinted. There's a little like sketch of a what looks like a cat flying around in a jetpack, which if you guys didn't know this, Overwatch originally had a cat jetpack hero like in the original like beta of the game that they were like kind of floating around. Yeah, and they've been kind of teasing. Well, they've been teasing like, yeah, we had this character, it was really fun, but you know, it didn't really work. Maybe it'll come around later in a new form. So like people are thinking, are we finally going to get this jetpack type cat character? Is it going to be some type of item of Bridget's? Or what, but uh, but yeah. So it's looking like Bridget is going to be coming to Overwatch soon. I'm, I imagine the next couple of weeks or something, it'll probably hit the PTR and the full game after that. But yeah, pretty cool lore wise. Nice. I'm excited that they're kind of putting this character that's already kind of been established in like the comics, and she was in the the Reinhardt cutscene. But are you guys uh, excited for this character? I need to get back to Overwatch. I haven't played it in like <laughs> six months, probably. So, but it's it's cool that you know almost two years later they're still supporting it and putting out new content which i mean it's blizzard so they always do that but mm-hmm. this will be the what so it's the 27th so is this the fifth new character uh, they've I added so yes because there's doomfist anna mariah sombra and this will be the fifth yeah i think one. this is yeah. the fifth one yeah 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 that's pretty cool that they still are adding characters into a game that you know two years later it's not like most other games where after, you know, a year has passed, they're like, all right, that's all the characters you get, but here well, we are. I mean, you know? I think they just watched, like, Overwatch League and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. they're still really supporting it. And I saw Blizzard. Yeah. I think they, they talked about how they, when they created Overwatch originally, they knew it was going to be, like, a big eSport game, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So. Yeah, so be excited to see how this new character shakes up yeah. the meta and just yeah. what type of moves she has. I feel like she could have a really cool moveset, being kind of a Torbjorn mm-hmm. starter, but a Reinhardt influence and... Stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's the most impressive thing is they have what twenty six characters now, and they all still feel like really different and different mm-hmm. to play and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't exactly. feel yeah. yeah. How do you make it unique and yeah, yeah. keep it original? So that'll be cool to see. Yep. All right. So our next news story is the ESRB, um, the official games rating board that was founded in the early nineties, thanks to Mortal Kombat, um, <laughs> has started a new label. So basically, this is a new classification they can put on the back of boxes now in stores. And the label is in-game purchases. And this is for game ratings, if there's any sort of DLC or microtransactions. And so they've been kind of quiet on the whole loot box controversy. Is it gambling or not? What are they going to rate? Are they going to put games, you know, as like M if there's microtransactions? And they're basically saying, we're not going to really change ratings, but we're going to put this label in that notifies. So they're taking the a stand. Taking a very, very soft hill on, on a... <laughs> path of meadows with rabbits and not really putting any stand down because this means that they will put this label in-game purchases on anything from Zelda Breath of the Wild because there's season pass to Mario and Rabbids because there's you know DLC packs out for that to Assassin's Creed Origins because there's crazy cosmetics in that to Overwatch to Shadow of War like all these games if there's any sort of DLC whether it's a loot box season pass anything which is what 80 percent of games now i feel like yeah it's gonna if have your this game icon. is AAA developed there's probably gonna be some kind of some DLC. sort of dlc that you can exactly buy. <laughs> whether it's, it's loot box or not so. so it's not gonna like have a distinction like saying this game has loot boxes or random items that will drop or anything like that mm-hmm. it'll just say in-game purchases yes purchases. just saying in-game purchases there's in-game purchases in this game beware parents <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, I part of what's kind of interesting about that is if you ever go on, like, the An- Google Play or Android Store or Apple Store, almost all the apps on there say if there is in-game purchases yeah, or in-app say purchases. In-app purchases mm-hmm. on it. So this doesn't really change that, per se, It's but it feels kind of, like you said, soft-spoken. Like, well, we're not really going to address the issue at heart. Well, you here. have to remember, too, like, this has been a thing in mobile games since the early 2000s, but like console games, this is really kind of a new thing the last couple of years where most games have yeah. some sort of DLC or microtransactions or something like that. And so the fact that they're putting this in and not really doing that much with it is not 
I mean, the fact that they've waited this long to make a statement on loot boxes and really come out and say this. And I did read more of a statement that they said they don't consider loot boxes gambling and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But you have to remember also the ESRB is basically run by the video game industry and they want people yeah, to buy it was, video games. Yeah, it was created so. <laughs> by the video game industry so that the federal government wouldn't step in and, like, put any... Yeah. Yeah, so... If, They're not going to put any legislation on people the video not games. buy video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. It's like, just be warned, you have to buy stuff. We're not going to yeah. tell you what. And in the uh, the vein of terrible microtransactions, <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Survive, the controversial from the moment it was announced game... Um, is out in the wild this week, and it has a $10 microtransaction for what you might say a costume, maybe a loot, packs bu- loot box bundle. No, for creating a new character save slot, you must pay an additional $10 after buying the game. Wait, so you get one save slot? When you buy the game, you get one character save slot. If you would like to start the game over from the beginning or have an alt- alternate character to you know customize differently or do different skills and stuff, you must either erase your original character. If you don't want to erase your character, though, you must pay $10 to create a second character in the game. The feature is there, locked behind a $10 paywall. And this is a full... Well, I don't think it's full. I think it's a Why $50 is it? game. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Are you kidding I think me? it's a $40 game. $40, okay. So, like, why is it $10? Like, just <laughs> the fact how the much price. it costs, but, like, yeah, a quarter of the price. Like, if you want to charge for it, a dollar, like, I would still be offended, but $10 is ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, a dollar, I... You could buy two Little Caesars pizzas for that. This. You could buy a plethora of really, really good indie games. Exactly, like, for 10 bucks. There's so much you could buy for $10. And a character save, I don't think, has ever been charged for in the history of, like, video games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this game in general has just been super controversial. You know, overall, it, it, Kojima got bashed Listen, in the, it. There's the like... first Konami like Metal well, Gear game without Kojima. My favorite thing about this is like I think this game came out a week ago, and everyone was like, "Oh, wait a second! On the day it was coming out, did that Metal Gear Survive game come out? Like they weren't talking about it or anything mm-hmm. like that. They didn't have like servers up live so people could review it. Like they, just, I, Konami was like." We're putting this game out, and we made it, but we're not going to tell anyone. Yeah. Well, I think what they're going off of is Metal Gear has always been such a great series, so obviously, even if we don't have Kojima, we're just going to drop this game, and everyone's going to buy it. This is the worst example, I think, of just slapping a name on a random game and hoping the brand gets it sold, because it has nothing to do with any Metal Gear Solid game. It's just a zombie survival game that was you know popular back around 2010 when Left 4 Dead 2 came out, but uh, not anymore. We shouldn't say that it has nothing to do with Metal Gear, because in Metal Gear, the actual series, there is a type of zombie virus that you fight as, I don't know, there's like 14 different like, characters that you play as, like whenever Solid I play State, a Metal Gear, Boss, whatever. Whenever I play like a Metal Gear game, zombies. though, there's so much like story going on, like cutscenes are yeah. just so, so long, like they take hours to get through these cutscenes, and there's so many connecting points to all the different Metal Gear games that I just get so confused, because there's such a deep lore and story and universe and this game is yeah. just, yeah, here's a little 20-minute cutscene at the beginning, and all right, just go kill zombies. Like, <laughs> that's it. No yeah. stealth, no story, nothing else beyond that. So, Which is basically, yeah, so it is taking, like, one element from the entire Metal Gear series and making it into a niche that Ari sailed. Yeah. So anyways, ridiculous <laughs> microtransaction. I think that is our current winner uh, for, for worst microtransaction, microtransaction for this year's game meet. So yes. we'll have to see if so, uh, that. EA, we expect you to step up and uh, <laughs> EA will find a way to beat that. Claim your prize sure again. Will. All right. So last news piece here is um, there's been a tax proposed. Yes. This is so. This is a Rhode Island representative proposed a uh, tax on M-rated video games. Um, I think you know with the there was a shooting in Florida a couple of weeks ago. It was obviously very sad, but. Once again, anytime that happens, everyone is like, oh, this person must have played violent video games, and that's the reason why yeah. they shot up a school and killed all these people and stuff like that. And so in, in the wake of that, this Rhode Island representative basically said, hey, you know what? Let's propose a 10% tax on all M-rated games, and then that so money the will M-rated go to fund... $60 to $66? Yeah. Plus yeah. the tax on top of that? Plus whatever it... the state tax yeah. is for yeah. wherever you live. Um Oregon, for whatever no Rhode Island is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, and then he proposed, I think, that money going to, like, 
school mental health counseling in schools or something like that. But just the fact that they proposed a tax on M-rated games is like just on video games in general. I yeah, think like I think it's ridiculous. The government trying to legislate games like I think we talked about that how in the mm-hmm. 90s the government tried to do that and the ESRB was created and stepped in. But I mean, let's let's make a quick clarification before we get too far into this topic. We think the shooting in Florida is an absolute yes. tragedy. It's horrible. It's terrible that someone would do this. But there's some deeper seated psychological issues or something going on inside of that individual that video games yeah, don't if, answer. If video game M video games did not exist, I don't think that would have had an impact on whether or so, not we have shootings. Yeah, and I think um interesting in this article I'm reading, it's from IGN. And uh, the representative basically said in a statement that there's evidence that children exposed to violent video games at a young age tend to act more aggressively than those who are not. Although he didn't provide any sources or evidence to substantiate his claim. <laughs> and the Secret Service um, own research found that less than 20% of school shooters played violent video games. So, <laughs> Wow. This is... It just kind of baffles me that it's like a scapegoat, like... Yeah. Well, we're not getting anywhere with the gun laws, so we might as well blame the video games. Yeah, there's always something they can blame. Always. I mean, if yeah. there's going to be a 10% tax on M-rated games, is there going to be a 10% tax on R-rated movies? And like, yeah, exactly. How else is this yeah. going to affect media and other things? Yeah. To buy Kendrick yeah. Lamar's new explicit album, you got to pay 10% more now? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. But, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously, violence in society hasn't been around and since you know the last no, you know, 20 and video years games, or so. video games, yep, violence yep. is completely new since like 1985. Before yeah. that, there no were one no ever... wars, no one died, no one was murdered, anything like that. Nope, just you know, right when video games came into existence. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know that's another another tech on video games. I mean, I mean, this is just a proposal. So hopefully, you know, I don't think this will get. I don't anywhere. think it'll pass or anything yeah, like that, especially but... with all the blowback that's already happened. But yeah. something to keep keep an eye on for sure. So yeah. All right, we're going to move into our second segment. I'm really excited for this. Uh, we're trying to think of a new segment to bring to you guys, the listeners. And we decided, hey, why not play Would You Rather? Um, you know, this is a game where you present two different hypothetical situations and you just you quickly give your gut reaction of which of the two ones you would decide. So we'll kind of go through some of these. And, uh, you know, if we find one that we maybe uh, have some disagreement on, we can kind of debate it for a minute or two before moving on to the next one. So I have the first one for you guys. All right. All right. Would you rather... Be the greatest game player in the world, who was only allowed to play one game per system. So you could play like you know, one NES game, one Super Nintendo game, one 64 game, you know, one Switch, one PS4, whatever. One game per system, or be terrible at video games, but have access to every video game ever. Well, I think I'm already the the latter case here. So, I mean, how bad are we talking? Like terrible at video games? What does that does that mean? Like I can't beat the first level of any game I play, or um, it just means your starting point of every game is like one level one skill level. Like, so, like super the original Super Mario Brothers, it takes me like three tries to get past the first Goomba. Yeah, and you know, eventually you could learn and be better over time, like with practice. But uh, every game you start, you'll never you're absolutely be the terrible. Okay. And you will never be good at a game. Uh, but you do have access. You have all the games ever, you know, in the library. You can play any game for free whenever. Or would you rather be, like, video game god, but you can only play one game per system? You can choose what that game is, but you can only play one game per system. What do you guys think? Uh, I know for me, uh, I would just much rather be terrible and be able to experience everything. Like, even if I was a yeah. video game god, um, there are those people, like, Twitch streamers and stuff like yeah. that, who only play, like, League of Legends or fighting game or whatever it is and they're just really good and i know i just get so bored with playing the same thing over and over (laughs) even if i was really good at it that's kind of what my thought was is that i was like oh it'd be really good to be a greatest game player at some of these games because then you could earn money and stuff through twitch or any esports or stuff like that but like you said nathan i would get too bored yeah (laughs) i think i I would probably stop playing video games entirely well so i'd rather be terrible i'd probably do the first one just to be a little different here because I think being the greatest person in the world for one game per system is a big deal. I mean, we talk about legends of like you know people who do the Super Mario speed runs or original Donkey Kong arcade or even you know newer games like mm-hmm. you know Fortnite or you know Player on Battlegrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. To be great at 
a small handful of games and be that well known for so many different games. Not to mention you'd make tons of money winning esport tournaments, depending on what game you're doing and setting different records. And there's something, yes, it could be sound like it's kind of boring, but if you choose the game that you really love, being a master at that game and getting you know all the mechanics down to just breaking down the game where you get these perfect runs and stuff like that for speedrunning and stuff, I think that's kind of an art in itself that just spending you know 500 hours in a game that you know it's something that about mastering that that just sounds like a lot of fun okay so you love I switch what game would you choose on switch for your one game Ooh, uh probably odyssey i mario I, i've been getting back in odyssey this week and it's, it's been so fun doing like the speed running balloon stuff and so yeah there's so much you could just do with that just playing it over and over again trying to you know beat it different ways or different challenges or as fast as you can so yeah cool. definitely odyssey all right all right um, as always, you can let us know on Twitter. If there's any of these questions that uh, you're really passionate about your answer, please let us know on Twitter. We'll love to uh, retweet some of our favorite answers. So, Nathan, what's your what's your next one? Okay, so we love Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo uh, we Nintendo do love 64. Nintendo. <laughs> we love 64 on this podcast. So, uh, my mm-hmm. question is: Would you rather there get a full re- remake slash remaster of Super Mario 64 or the Ocarina of Time? You can only have one. Mario 64, easy. Mario 64, it's like the best game of like all time. Right. I mean, I love Ocarina of Time, but Mario 64 is, like, such an iconic moment in gaming. And Mario we have Ocarina time. of Time isn't? Well, it's an iconic moment for the Zelda series. But uh, like, Ocarina of Time Mario is still, like, us widely considered the best game of all time, so I don't know how you're... Sure. Well, because it's Ocarina. got a great story. But I'm gonna say Mario Ocarina of time. launched us into 3D. I'm going to say Ocarina of Time. Because, like, Mario 64 is fun, but the thing about Mario 64 is it feels great and classic in its current form. I don't feel like you could remake or remaster and improve on the formula that you have there. Ocarina of Time, though, I feel like you could update graphics, you could update how combat's done, you could update so many different things in that game, and it would be so much more enjoyable than even what it originally was. So I have to say Ocarina of Time. You have to remember, this is coming from the guy who wants a... Super Mario 64 DLC pack in Odyssey. <laughs> like, just imagining the worlds of Mario 64 in the beautiful, like, art style and textures of Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be beautiful. I have to go with Zelda, obviously, because I'm partial to Zelda, and I think it would just be amazing. Even though we see. just got a 3DS remake of Ocarina? We got really the DS Super Mario 64. Okay, the game. original DS looks like a 64 game still. Yes, it looked <laughs> the good. The 3DS I, looks really good. The 3DS, it looks good, but it's not like HD or anything like that. Like, Imagine yeah. HD 1080p on Switch. That would be amazing. That would be pretty nice. So, right. Rob, what's yours? Um, okay, so this is kind of a twist on the would you rather only play old games or new games? Would you rather only get remasters, remakes, and reboots of old games or only new games from here on out? So it's like starting right now, any game that was released before February 27th only remakes and reboots of games from this point? Yeah. Question. Could I go back and play, like, old games that aren't remastered? Like, could I go back and play the original Ocarina of Time going forward, or no? I suppose you could. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, there's no new games being released from here on out. If you do the remakes and reboots or that, like, they might reboot it, like, redo the whole thing. They might. But basically, any game series that is out right now is the last time you will ever see these Okay. I would these do, games I would do new are the games. only ones. New games from here on out. I love retro games. I have a huge retro game collection. But um, not being able to play anything new, like the video game industry would just die. <laughs> if, only, yeah. if only it was with remakes, reboots. So you can only reboot and remake games a certain amount of times. Exactly. And I feel like after five, ten years, they would just run out of ideas and there'd be no creativity left and it would be sad. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to go back to like 2013, 2014 when the criticism against the Xbox One, the PS4, was just so many of the games that were on it were just remakes or remasters of games from the previous generation. And that was a criticism. And while those are great to get sometimes, and I just argued for wanting Ocarina of Time 64 <laughs> remade, uh, I would much rather have a new game that I can play with new ideas and that introduces me to new characters, new experiences. Well, especially with how many indie games and new, new yeah. ideas and games are getting yeah. all the time now. Like, I mean, just look at Steam. There's dozens of games out, new games out every week. So, Yep. Uh, I would agree. I, I would want new games from here on out because 
while I would love to see some of my old games remade or remastered so I can play them on newer systems, we still have them. Yeah. There's still a big library of them. We have all. the best of both worlds. We're getting lots of remakes and reboots, and we're getting new games. All yep. right. All right. My next question. Would you rather become Master Chief inside of the Halo world, or would rather become Samus inside of the world of Metroid? Wait, I have to be one of them? You, you don't have to become a girl. You can be a boy okay, Samus. I don't okay. really care. But basically, Samus is a girl. You have to become a girl. You, beca- you get the powers. <laughs> we are not sexist here. The powers and suit <laughs> of either Master Chief, the Mark Seven armor, or get Samus's power suit and like her abilities. And then you have to live in that person's world, okay. like basically take over their identity. I will choose. Oh, I will go yeah. with Master Chief because Samus, like those games, are all about being all alone and being terrified and being like lonely on this lonely planet. And I hate being by myself. So true. even if I'm Chief, like at least I have Cortana to talk to or something like that. I won't go crazy. That's true. You do have so, Cortana, but you're still pretty isolated. Like you don't really work with the Marines very often. They well, just give you I at least you can like talk with them and like joke about how she bad they are talk, though. <laughs> well at least they're talking around me at least i can hear human interaction i, I was giving you a hard time so no. uh rob what about you master chief all the way i feel like his abilities are so much more suited 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 to rob <laughs> to, suited to just like having being more of a just a ba type Sam Samus person. definitely has Dude. the cooler abilities in my Samus opinion. Has way cooler. She has some abilities. awesome abilities, but like I just Master don't want to be alone. Literally being <laughs> able to pick up any weapon he finds, even if it's an alien technology that he's never met, seen, or experienced before, and shoot it. Dude, I it, the obvious answer here is Samus, guys, because not only <clears throat> do you have amazing abilities, you can run at like the speed of sound. You can do crazy spin jumps to get way, way, way high. You can upgrade your arm cannon to be 500 different types of blasts. You can shrink yourself into a ball the size of a basketball <laughs> to travel quickly or get into small places. You have your own ship that you can travel anywhere you want in the galaxy. And you basically just become like this awesome Bo- Star-Lord bounty hunter that does whatever you want anywhere in space and no one can stop you. Like... Master Chief is basically amazing. just the slave. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Master Chief doesn't have any free will. He can't go off and do his own thing, really. I mean, he kind of does sometimes in the games, but you know what it I mean. He's super yeah. cool. He was like created for a purpose, and Samus is just like, I do whatever I want. It's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, let's see here. Would you rather... Uh, okay, here we go. Would you rather get the Star Wars third-person action-adventure game that was recently canceled by EA... You could get that or get a Bioware-made Knights of the Old Republic 3. Made by the current Bioware team, Knights of the Old Republic 3. Which Star Wars game would you rather have? Easy. Wait, 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 Knights wait. Knights of the Republic is talking... great. So, third-person action-adventure game. That was canceled by EA because I love the Uncharted games. And if it's anything like Uncharted and Star Wars, I love those two things. Easy. All right. Are Bob. you talking like Bioware, the Bioware that just totally effed up, messed up? Mass Effect Andromeda? Yes. The, well, the, whatever the current Bioware is. So the current Bioware is working on Anthem. That team working on uh, KOTAR 3. 3. I have no idea if any of the people who made the original KOTAR are still there. Probably some, but... It's like 15 So, like, if you're just saying, do I want to remit, which one do I want to see? That's the Old Republic 3. But if you're talking, like, this current Bioware team... I gotta go with the one canceled by EA because the other one I just is still like... EA. Like EA doesn't have a lot of good faith either. <laughs> like either no. way, it's kind of a risk. Yes, um... but like I feel like the like you said, the Uncharted style third person action adventure Star Wars game would be a really unique style of gameplay that we haven't seen in the Star Wars world before. Yeah, that's true, Nathan. Uh, I think I have to go with the third person as well. Um, although I would be really curious to see a Knights of the Old Republic 3 that was like updated with maybe the Mass Effect and yeah. a combat system and stuff like that. Because the reason I yeah, didn't like, cool. I couldn't get into the original Knights of the Old Republic yeah. is because the combat system was so yeah. like Same outdated. And I played it so far after release yeah. that the graphics just looked terrible and it was like really clunky. So but yeah, be- give me a beautiful but... Star Wars world. I don't really care what it is. I'll probably play it. <laughs> as long <laughs> as it's not called Battlefront made by EA. Um, <laughs> down to uh, $30 in many places if you're looking to pick that up. So yeah, it's going to get lower. Don't worry. Yep. 
Um, all right. Would you rather have an annual franchise so this game becomes annualized? Mario or Zelda? And I'm talking full 3D, not full... handheld or anything like that. Full okay. 3D every year, Mario or Zelda? I would choose Mario because Mario is better than Zelda, number one. And number two, if Zelda came out every year, then that franchise wouldn't really be special anymore. And the quality would just go way down and they would all be very similar and they wouldn't be huge like Breath of the Wild. And Mario pretty much already almost is annual in some form or another. But I think switching between a 3D Mario and a 2D Mario every year, I think would be amazing. I, uh, That's my answer. I have to agree with Jeff. Actually, I would rather have a new a Mario become annualized just because I love Zelda so much. And I feel I agree with you that it just wouldn't feel as special if it came out every year, every other year. Even the reason those games are so special is because they come out like every five years. And it's such a they put so much time into crafting the world, into crafting what's going on um, versus Mario. I feel like while it could become kind of stale and boring, I think it would be much easier for them to get out a game every year. Um, and maybe make it a smaller 3D Mario game or something like that, where well, they could, where it would still be fun in to yeah. run around. Well, because with Mario, different worlds they could it's do. all about the different worlds and levels that are yeah. in the games. Yeah. And with Zelda, it's a complete overhaul of story, engine, systems, systems, structures, weapons, gameplay. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a lot more. So I think it, it'd turn out better if Mario went that route than if Zelda. Yeah. Went. I'd agree. I think it would. Mario is less likely to become stale because it is mostly platforming. But Mario, even if it did become stale, you would still get a good one every once in a while. No one would really be that bothered if there were a couple of whatever Mario games. Yeah, Mario games do not get stale. Okay, We still play all the old Mario games all the time. They're not stale, unless they're called Sunshine and they get kind of stale. But Uh, I'd argue the new Super Mario Bros. games got a little stale. Yeah, I was going to say... Like bit. New Super Mario Brothers 2 on the 3DS. Hey, that game was great because I collected over 600,000 coins in it. And I am addicted you just to love coins. coins. That's the only reason you like that game. <laughs> it catered to me. So yes, I exactly. You're just a collectaholic. That's yes, the problem. He is. He is. Eh, in a way. In a way. I'm looking at the 3,000 Amiibos you have on the <laughs> shelf over there. I do like collecting things. Um, all right. My next question. Would you rather have Sony go third party or Nintendo go third party? Would the Xbox like still be just its Xbox own? is its own thing, whatever their their destiny is their own. Okay. But would you rather have Sony go third party and start publishing games on Nintendo and Xbox, or Nintendo go third party and start publishing games on Xbox and Sony and Steam? Nintendo. Uh, I have flip flopped I mean, back and forth this like, like five times. I, when, you, when I saw this question earlier, I was like, "Oh, that's easy. It's a Nintendo." But I was like, "Wait." They bring so much creativity, like something like Nintendo Labo would never happen mm-hmm. if it, if they were a third party studio. So, but I, I'm thing. still thinking. Rob, make your argument. <laughs> I'm going to make my argument for Nintendo because I own a PS4, okay, and I have a computer. Okay, I will maybe someday I'll own a Switch. Maybe if I ever have the money for a Switch, it's a lot of money to drop onto another system and pay buy new games and all that stuff into when you know money is always really tight. It's a huge, so, eco- it's a whole nother ecosystem. It is a whole nother ecosystem you have to keep up with, and so having like Mario Odyssey or Zelda Breath of the Wild on my PlayStation Four or being able to download them in the Steam library and just play them whenever on the you know with my computer. That would be awesome. So that I'm gonna would, have to say that would Nintendo. Be awesome. I thought at first I would, I was gonna say Sony because, like Nathan said, like oh, all the hardware innovations that Nintendo does, like so many of their games wouldn't be possible without the controllers and the mm-hmm. weird stuff they do with their hardware. <clears throat> and I thought that, but then I'm like, then again, I I think it'd be better if Nintendo just went third party so that we could get a amazing online system. For Nintendo games, like <laughs> that's true. Put that's true. The next Splatoon on the PS4, and I can just party chat and easily invite people and have all the system structures in place for easy online play and easy online communication and adding friends and all that. Like that would be incredible to just have all that there on my PS4. And I think I'd sacrifice, even though I really love the Switch Pro controller and like don't like the Sony PS4 controller. Like I think I'd sacrifice that to be able to do those things on right. well, and I'm going to I'm going to make play those to make it interesting I'll go play. do the opposite arg- argument. So, yeah. I want Sony to go third party 
Because then, because I love my Switch, and I can take my Switch and play it anywhere, and I can't do that with the PS4. That's true. And so if I want to, if I, if I can get Uncharted 4 on there, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and, you know, whatever else, even if it's a less limited capabilities, I want that that on my switch versus having it the other way dude around. i could get breath of the wild in 4k on my ps4 pro and make the game look even more amazing than it already looks like that'd be amazing have that that extra power that nintendo well, and, doesn't have and here's the other thing about nintendo being that i would probably play more games like smash and splatoon 2 online with friends and stuff because i would a ps4 is so much easier to get online than pretty much every Nintendo console that's yeah. ever existed. I'd be really interested to see how well Nintendo games would stack up on, like, another system. Like, would they be pretty cool. sell better than a lot of the Sony games, or would they just kind of go by the wayside after a little bit? So, know. Nintendo, we know you're listening. Uh, I think this is a <laughs> pointless argument, us. because obviously Microsoft is going to stop making the Xbox and just make games on PC. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think if anyone goes third party, it'll be Microsoft. Yeah. Um, Alright, yeah. next question. Oh, that's me, sorry. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, okay, would you rather Nintendo released a new F-Zero game or a new Wave Race game? These are both long-dormant Nintendo franchises. We haven't seen either of these since the both racing GameCube, games. I believe. They're both racing mm-hmm. games. Uh, which one would you rather have? I love both these franchises, but just thinking of a new F-Zero game in HD with 30-player online, on the go, or on my... My big TV F Zero has got to be, got to be the one. I would love a new Ray Race. I'll, I'll take both, but F Zero just with the personality and those characters, like it just that is something that I think is missing from all the futuristic racers today. We need a new F Zero. So, all right, Rob, I, I would agree. I, I think a new F Zero game would be really good for the market, and I think also adding like this whole like kind of story mode to really you know Captain Falcon to have him like. Yeah bounty hunting because that's kind of what his title technically is and so having him actually do some of that stuff and as well as doing the racing would be really cool yeah more in-depth story mode would be super cool i i have never really loved f-zero like i just i think it's the racer is a little bit too fast it's very technical and i mean i don't know it's just you're just racing on a straight track. It's not that exciting. F-Zero's so not I'm, a straight track. I do like crazy loops and spins. Yeah, and but if I'm racing straight, I can just see kind of, oh, it's turning, I guess. And now my car's turning. And are you plus, I always F- crash into the wall. I get destroyed. Are you saying easy? No, it's hard. I, I can <laughs> never finish the, the race. straight line. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, so I want, I want a new wave race game with the crazy like commentator and everything like that. And like the 90s vibe. Yes, exactly. We're missing some of that in a modern game, and I'd love to, to have the a 90s game. vibe. That's yes. what we're missing. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem with the Cheesy video game world announcers. today. <laughs> yes. uh, good question. Uh, Rob, you got one? All right. So, would you rather work for Konami as the director, writer, producer, game designer for the Metal Gear series. Basically, everything that Kojima was before Gosh. he left. Become the new Kojima? Or, or would you rather... Title. Yeah, you have to do everything, and you have to pick up the whole Metal Gear series as well. Or you work for EA in their loot box department. EA in the loot box department. <laughs> I, I don't want the pressure of just, like... You go to Konami, it's a sinking ship right now. I, I do not want to be a rat on that sinking ship that is their EA, as much flag as they get. They're not going anywhere. At least I'm going to get paid. Exactly. I have to agree with Jeff. Um, I Plus, I'm kind of lazy. Like, I don't want the director, writer, producer, <laughs> game designer. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> if I just do loot box department in EA, like, I just got to set a couple random numbers and then maybe change them every other week or something but, but like Nathan, that. before like, every mission in the game, you can put a Nathan Wagner production. <laughs> put your name everywhere in the game. Oh, gosh. Here, can I add something to the EA one just to see if that changes your answer? Sure. Sure. You're also told by the executives and directors of EA that you have to close a certain amount, like two to three studios a year. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to like fire like you are 500 people that. a year. Okay, I yeah, never you're the want one to go into that. HR or be into a job where I have to fire people. So I will flop to Konami <laughs> if that is the case. I will take on the pressure and the flack to not have to break people's hearts by uh, firing them and then get yelled out on the internet about loot boxes. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to just be the homeless person who doesn't interact with anyone in this situation. What would you do, Rob? Oh, well, it, before I added that second thing, I actually was going to do the EA loot box because I feel like, like you said, Jeff, you can make the loot box however you want. But if we're adding the firing and closing studios, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like I can bust out enough weird ideas to maybe get Konami and Metal Gear series to go back up a little bit. Oh, you, maybe you not totally as great as it was. Kojima-like ideas. Yes. That, that sick, twisted <laughs> so. brain of yours. I think I think I could fall into a little maybe not quite Death Stranding weird, but <laughs> I might have some I might have some good weird twists to come out and you know, it was all a dream type mentality. So Alright, fair enough. That was a good question. Alright, okay, so we got two more I think. Um would you rather spend the rest of your life only playing games published by Activision or only playing games published by EA? I will go Activision because most of EA stuff I'm not interested in uh, being like the sports stuff. Uh, but with Activision, at least I have Destiny plus whatever else they put out. So, <laughs> what all? So Activision, you're talking like Call of Duty, obviously is on Activision. Call of Duty, Destiny. does that include all the Blizzard stuff? Um, Blizzard Activision is kind of yeah, sure. We're, they're partnered. Blizzard? They're partnered okay, together. Okay. So I'll give definitely you Blizzard. Go, definitely go Activision then. Oh, I feel like Activision is going to have better quality stuff, but I do really like some of the EA franchises and properties that they do have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go EA. Right. Um, EA, you, what? You for, get the Battlefield series. You get the you get the Battlefield series. Uh, I would have to switch over to NBA Live. That might take some getting used to, Dude, but it's only like whatever. Right you have now. all the <laughs> great series. Yeah, it's so, so true. Well. Hey, it's, it's, like, I played the demo. It's better than their previous NBA Live game offering. Is that but same see, much like, if you're talking like, <laughs> I don't know. But you're saying only games played by them for the rest of your life. That means you also get to play whatever games they've already released, which includes That's all true. the way back to the '90s, where EA was just absolutely incredibly amazing in the early 2000s. And you're talking like The Sims and all those things, and like yeah, so EA. Yeah, I'm also gonna have to go agree with Rob and go EA because Activision really only makes what Destiny and Call of Duty. Those now, are the two big ones. Those yeah. are the two big ones. And then if you include Blizzard in there, like there's some stuff, but I'm not really into like huge like their franchizes are like Diablo three. You're gonna which give is up cool, Hearthstone, but, Nathan? Yeah, Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, Overwatch is like the one Blizzard game I put a lot of time into. Yeah. But I could say I could easily say goodbye to that, and I'll play a lot of Madden. Um, and out of Star Wars Battlefront, I guess I'll play. And <laughs> I mean, you have to. Have <laughs> yeah, play. exactly, exactly. So, all right, all right good question. Uh, Rob, you got one more for us? I do have one more for you guys. So would you rather be a super popular, highly paid eSport player for a game that you absolutely hate? Or would you rather be unpopular, unpaved, think like you are starving, practically homeless eSport player for a game that you love? Oh, my goodness. Do we like... How long do we have to be an eSport player for in this situation? Like, can we retire life. at some point, or is there other yeah. opportunities? This well, is basically, like, this is, like, for the rest of your life. Well, it can be for the rest, rest of your life. eSport players have, like, a four-year career, like, tops, usually. Yeah, your twitchy it's a fingers would you rather question. decline quite great. So it has to be for the rest of your life. Uh, if it's for the rest <laughs> yeah, of your life, a... I, don't, I don't know if I could do the one, the game I hate. Like, I have to have a job. That I love doing. Otherwise, I'll just like go crazy. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm going to support my family if I'm starving and homeless playing a video game that I, I love. Said you're practically starving and homeless. I said you weren't necessarily starving and homeless. Okay. So you have like a nice closet you can live in. <laughs> you you live in a your shack. mom and dad's ba- basement. You know. You have every Taco Bell every other get, day. Every once in a while, you get a free shower. <laughs> Till the second week. <laughs> I had to eat burritos and chicken pot pies, both frozen for like three weeks one time at camp while I was staying there. And oh I gosh. like, yeah, it was the worst. Sounds miserable. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, so, gosh, this is a hard question, Rob. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I, <laughs> I will be a popular high paid esport player for a game I hate. Ooh, what's a game you hate? Uh, I don't know. Um, don't know what a game i hate would be you don't hate any games there's probably some but off the top of my head i can't think of anything anything mm-hmm. i like absolutely hate uh i'm guessing 
uh, something like, I don't know, uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, the fish level. <laughs> or fish level. I, could, I could definitely, like, if I was paid well enough, I could play the Super Mario Bros. 3 fish no, that, That's fish a good game. You, you can't get life. paid to play a good game. It's gotta be a <laughs> yeah, you can't get, yeah, okay. exactly. It has to be like, oh, I know, uh, SpongeBob uh, GameCube games. Oh my gosh, those games are so bad. <laughs> but... To be highly paid, popular esport player, I will play the SpongeBob GameCube <laughs> games for the rest of my life and subject myself to that torture. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other. I'm gonna say unpopular, unpaid for game that I love, uh, because at least I'm still an esport player and I could still make it big at some point. Mm-hmm. But doing Twitch streams or something else, and there's still hope. At least you still I'm have a soul. A good game. I sold myself out as a corporate yeah. shill. I'm not gonna sell myself out to play like some crazy JRPG in esports or something <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah. Rob? Oh, man. This is, like you guys said, this is a hard question. I'm really glad I came up with this. This is that Konami, or that, this is that Kojima mind coming out right there. (laughs) Um, I I almost, I would rather be unpopular, unpaid for a game I love. I don't feel like I could, I get so frustrated with games that I don't like, and I tend to be like, if I don't like it, I'm not going to play it. Yeah. Goodbye forever, Steam games in the middle of the seas <laughs> yeah exactly so basically I, I would go for a game that i love i'd rather play a game i love mm-hmm. even if it means i don't get paid a lot all right all right well but this it, was... if go ahead rob oh i was gonna say <laughs> i was like i was gonna th- try and think of a game i hate that maybe i would play but yeah yeah i don't know i <laughs> i just if there's a game that i really don't have a lot of fun with i just kind of stop playing it Maybe yeah. like Last of Us or Not something like that. Not if you have because you're but... an esports player. I mean, I guess I, I don't hate Last of Us. There has to be a game that you hate more than Last of Us. You can't pick a game that won Game of the Year awards is the game you hate I just to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> must be a crappy uh, game. I don't know. There's probably some crappy 64 game or something like that. that... You have to play Glover. You got to play <laughs> Superman for the 64. <laughs> oh, there you I, go. I've never actually played that game, so but I believe that it's pretty bad. So. All right. Well, I think this is a good segment. We should do this again sometime, yeah. guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Let us know if there's, you know, what your answers would be to maybe yeah. a favorite one. We'd love to know like if that. you have any answers you'd be passionate about, or hey, if you maybe have a question that you'd uh, like to throw at us on Twitter, we'd love to uh, respond and kind of talk yeah. about that with you guys on the Twitter at Taylisten underscore Games. Yeah, send us your own would you rather's. All right, segment number three. We're gonna leave you guys with what we're playing. I'm gonna start here because. All right. I got addicted to Mario again this week because Luigi's Balloon World came out, and essentially, pretty much. And Luigi has a bow tie. That is the most important thing. He looks very classy, and it's awesome. Very it's classy. Great. Very he, classy. He, you find him in the world, and he goes, "Hey, bro, how's it going?" And like the first time I talked to him, I was in my like boxer shorts, of course, with a sombrero. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's my best outfit, outfit in the game. And he like got freaked out. He's like, "Whoa, bro, what, what are you doing? Like, well, what's with your clothes? Uh, oh, sorry, you distracted me." Uh, so, anyways, and like he has like dialogue specific to like each outfit for that every wearing, outfit yeah which is really really cool like i came in with a luigi outfit and he's like what the, am i looking in the mirror like wait oh you freaked me out there's there another luigi here uh but anyways all you're doing is pretty much just hiding a balloon you have up to 30 seconds you can do it shorter than that if you want um and the main part is finding people's balloons and so it'll automatically populate uh like the little list you can choose from uh, with your friends, but also put just random people. It'll in just there randomly too. generate someone. Yeah, too, right? and like you get basically a set amount of coins. It'll tell you what that is. So like, you may have to pay like fifteen coins entry fee to find a balloon that'll give you about seventy coins. Mm-hmm. But like some of the coins that'll give you like three, four hundred coins. Like you have to pay more like seventy, eighty coins to enter. And so the ones that are more expensive means that people have tried finding them, but they failed. And so you have more incentive to go after it, but it's also going to be a lot harder. And You're so, risking more. <laughs> exactly. So you can kind of choose your own difficulty yeah. in a way, which is really cool. Um, and like I said, it's more of just kind of that quick speed running and trying to get to point A to point B as quickly as you can. And I've just had so much fun going to each different world and finding the different balloons that my friends did and putting up different ones. And you're constantly getting notifications as you're just playing the main game that, hey, someone tried to find your balloon and you ranked up because you got a bunch of coins. And they added three new outfits. So it's like a night outfit, a Mario Sunshine outfit. And uh, third outfit that I can't think of. Oh, it's like a suit, like a red suit. Um, so yeah, like that got Santa? me back into the game. It, no, it's more like a pinstripe suit, like a yeah. business oh, okay, New okay. Dog City suit. Um, but yeah, it's it was super fun. I put like five hours into that at least. 
And then wow, you've I played it a little bit, but not not five hours. Oh yeah, I mean I already loved the Cooper free running like stuff. So yeah. like this was right up my alley. Um, you can't play as Luigi, sadly. I hate that. About this is it, a. But. I've played it a little bit, so I'll jump in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but this is a more impactful update than I thought it would be. Like when they announced yeah, it in totally. that direct. Same here. I was like, oh, you're just gonna maybe play it for like 15, 20 minutes or something like that, and then be done with it. But it is really cool to be able to find other people's and especially your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And and check it out. There's lots of stats tracking too. Like it shows how many you've popped, how many you found, and you rank all these different statistics. Yeah, up. And you rank up as you go as you play too. Well, it's essentially kind of adding in more moons to mm-hmm. the game because like yeah, you have in a to way, totally. in a way it's just kind of like user generated moons almost except for exactly you know. yeah yeah and the best part about it is this is a free update like this is a really yeah. really great free dlc update that they've done and so um i've absolutely loved it so far and it's done what its goal was i think which is to get people back into the game and i have i went crazy moon hunting in between doing my balloon world challenges and I only have nine moons left. In well, the game. I don't nine know if moons. you listened to the show last week, but uh, Brad I did. has, Brad I like... think he has five left. So yeah. he, he's got you beat. That's crazy. Which is, uh, Mario, you're Brad, the biggest you Mario be, fan I know. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so yeah, nine moons left. It is just a race a to now to see ones. which one wins first. Yes. But anyways, been playing out tomorrow. Still love that game. It's so awesome. Um, and then I got Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 Plus. Wow. How many syllables are in that? Championship <laughs> that Edition 2 Plus. Um, this was on Switch? Yeah, this is on Switch. And basically, Championship Edition came out originally like Xbox 360 Arcade. Love that mm-hmm. game. Like, I played it so much. Um, and so this is the sequel to that. It came out last year on all systems. This one is kind of a Switch exclusive port that adds in basically a whole new kind of side game where you play co-op and do like crazy like boss challenges and stuff like that. So it's cool that the Switch kind of got this whole new game that really isn't in anything else. Um, so that part of it's really cool, but it's essentially just almost all the levels are like five-minute timers. Um, some of them are shorter, and you're basically just quickly going through mazes to like crazy, really fun like electronic dance music, and you can customize all the looks of the game, and you're just playing Pac-Man, getting these huge ghost uh, chain combos. And the co-op mode is a lot of fun because you basically... You're trying to clear the maze with a partner, and you can also play with an AI partner too. Um, and you clear the maze, and then you basically have to have the Pac-Mans come together and like squish a ball in between them. So you're like basically having the Pac-Mans kiss each other, and you go off and you trap ghosts, and you have to kill the ghost by doing that same technique where you smush them in a sandwich, and then you just spawn these boss rooms with giant pixel Pac-Man ghosts that you like have to get your power pill, and you just jump back and forth like crazy to kill the boss, and it's just totally insane. Really fun, fast gameplay, and I just am really, really liking it so far. It's perfect on the Switch. Like, it's a great handheld game, too. So That's Sweet. really unique. But you guys like, Jeff, stop talking about Pac-Man. That's like a 30-year-old game that no one likes. Yeah, it's older than that. <laughs> I'm like, it's I like love Pac-Man. It's a cool now. game. It, it is a cool game. I, ha- I have. It actually is really fun. It, but I'm not a huge Pac-Man nerd. Yeah. So. It, it's about, you know, the arcade. Like, yeah. getting high scores. Getting and high scores. And stuff. And I got... Uh, one of the challenges I've hit 87th in the world so far. So wow! Feel, feel pretty, All right, keep us updated if you yeah. get higher than that. Exactly. So be fun chasing that. And other than that, just playing some more Destiny Two. Did a couple raids this weekend, which is a lot of fun. Um, and they have updated the Nightfall scoring, which is great. And so now in the Nightfall missions, instead of just being a timer, you can put different modifiers and you get points based on how you kill enemies and stuff. So it's kind of like almost like that Halo Reach firefight type mode where you're getting points based on how you kill enemies. So I'm excited to uh, try that out. I think tomorrow I'm going to try it, run it with uh, some of the guys in our clan. But yeah, still playing Destiny 2. Nice. It's still a really fun game, but there's player bases just getting so salty and leaving. <laughs> and like this weekend, had I think it was like 40 or, 40 or 50,000 people in trials this weekend, which is the... That's, is that really low? Yeah, the lowest ever in the Destiny 1 era was like 100,000 something. Wow. And there was only 5,000 on PC. Like 5,000 people on PC played Destiny 2 Trials this weekend, which is... That's only... That's because I don't know. That's because they all are playing PUBG and Fortnite. I mean, yeah, people yeah. have just moved on already, which is sad, but... Well, maybe Destiny won't get them to come back. I think it's good that people aren't, like... I don't know. If you're really upset that the game doesn't have any more content, it's better to just move on to a new game that you'll enjoy versus continually harping yeah. on and keep playing the same game that you <laughs> but are frustrated they with. They don't. People still complain about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping in the fall when they do their big 
they have already talked about doing a big fall updates. So similar to like the Taken King, you know, that got sure. you really into Destiny and yeah. stuff. I know. So hopefully that happens with Destiny too. Yeah, I would be interested in that. Um, I'm gonna go really quick. Um, I just had one. I have actually a complaint to make. So the only other game I played this week, I had kind of busy week, was gone for the weekend and stuff. Um, but I played a more NBA 2K on my Switch, and my complaint is that the Switch version of NBA 2K18 is uh, still on version 1.06, which means it hasn't been updated since December. And mm-hmm. they put out updates for this game, like, usually, like, once a month or once every three weeks or oh, something really? like that. Yeah, so the other versions, yeah, they the put PS4 out all the time. and Xbox versions, I believe, are on either one update 1.09 or version 1.10. So this the Switch version is, like, three or four updates behind. I tried doing research, like... It's like NBA Playgrounds all over. Yeah. <laughs> and 2K's yeah. like, hey, we're it should be updated. We submitted stuff to Nintendo, and it seems like, Again, Nintendo is kind of this gatekeeper of like, oh, you can only release so many patches, or if your patches don't re- meet our requirements, then we're not going to release them. So it's just a little bit frustrating because they're like in the real 2K, like they do updates for trades and for players and stuff like that, and none of that stuff is uh, reflected yeah. in the in the game. So. Do you think they're gonna like forever just be a couple months behind, or are they gonna like do a big update that includes like the last three or uh, four? I gets it I hope they just do a big update that includes the last three or four but they haven't really said anything on it since i think the last thing they said was like in january they're like yeah, we're still working on releasing the net yeah, the newest update for switch you, yeah they just go dark so, it's not good but anyway it's still a fun game i've been enjoying the franchise mode on that so rob what about you all right so i played kind of a lot my wife was out of town for the last week so i got a little <laughs> bit of a games. chance oh, but, okay. i mean my wife was out of town but i also got asked to help out with a volunteer thing so it, i was putting like an extra 20 hours or so in something so i didn't play a ton as much as i probably would have if i had just been home all by what myself were your highlights but played a couple more steam games uh 12 better than six bioshock infinite dlc uh, put a lot of time into Assassin's Creed Origins, kind of cranking through the nice. story in that one. Yeah. Um, what what uh, level are you now? While you're playing that, I remember. I'm level twenty. Twenty. Okay. Nice. Cool. I think I'm the, nineteen uh, or twenty. I'm like the original. 40, the, so. the original max cap was forty, I believe. So you're about halfway through the game. Yeah, I think I'm level nineteen or twenty. Um, I was kind of doing a lot of the side quests, and now I'm kind of trying to focus a little bit more on the main quest. While there are the side so quests. many side quests in this game, like well, that was kind you of you could the put a hundred hours into Origins Seriously? easily. Yeah, wow. it's huge. Well, and part of the problem was if you finish one side quest, two will pop up, mm-hmm. and then you finish one of those two, two, one, more two more will pop take up. Its place. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, it's like the Hydra. I mean, it literally <laughs> just keeps coming. And so, and like, there's all these little hidden treasures and all the stuff. And I was finding like all sorts of cool stuff. But then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just burning through all this stuff. And I kind of did a little bit of research. And someone's like, oh, yeah, I've put in like 200 hours after oh I beat the main quest just doing side quests and exploring the world and so i'm like okay i really don't have that much time to do all that so i've been trying to be a little bit more focused in my play um but the story so far is super intriguing it's really cool just how like establishing the assassin's creed order and like how it works and how they're setting it up and everything and like what exactly you know the main character is required to do and all this stuff it's really cool um are you used to the combat yeah, like it's pretty good. Like I like how brutal it is and okay. fast pace. My yeah. biggest complaint would be that I'm struggling a little bit with jumping from Horizon Zero Dawn to Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, the combat Because you in Horizon different. Zero Dawn, you can slow time, so you have time to think about where you're putting your arrow versus Assassin's Creed Origins, where I think there is an ability to slow time, but I don't have it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but, it, you're right. It kind of has this weird ground where it's a little awkward but i mean it works but it's like i, I it's kind of it... hard to get used to compared to a lot of games because like the attack buttons are like the trigger buttons yeah. which for a melee game is yeah that got yeah. me so messed up though i rented it just for one yeah. day and i just was constantly like well, aiming also, the arrow like... or something like wrong because the buttons were mapped weird well and also like uh the the top left trigger is your block, your shield, yeah. which is weird to me. Like, I've never played a game where that is what you use to shield. That's always something else. That's like aim down the sides or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and so it's been that's been kind of weird to to get used to, as well as like how fast you could dodge things in Horizon Zero Dawn. You don't dodge very no, quickly. You dodge there are much some enemies. In there are some enemies that require that you dodge their attack before you can actually hit them, and so that's kind of clunky. But other than that, you can really just running into combat and overwhelming yeah. them that's before they even catch yeah, it. It just it forces yeah. you to just be a little bit better at timing than you might normally be so. i feel like the best way to do assassin's creed origins is e- their combat is either from a distance or stealth or rush in and just do it super fast yeah like kill as fast as you can well, before they have a chance to really react that the enemies kind of level with you and it keeps it challenging yeah. like i'm at the point middle earth like shadow of war where just like I just waste, like, entire, like, hordes of, like, orcs in, like, five or ten seconds because I'm so powerful. Yeah. And it's so easy. Just mash a couple buttons, so. But. Cool. Anything else you played? So, I also, um, I traded in a couple of games and had some credit at one of our local kind of just used video game stores. And nice. so, I was, I only had about $18, and I was looking at, you know, there were some games I could have picked up. But a lot of the games I kind of was interested in, I would have to pay some of my own money out of pocket. So I ended up picking up Star Wars Battlefront. The original? Um, the uh, the EA original. The one from 2015? Yeah. Oh, wow. Rob, I just said, like, you could get Star Wars Battlefront 2 for 25 You need to, like... <laughs> seven more dollars and you could have gotten the new the sequel but see i didn't really want the sequel i just kind of uh-huh. and they didn't even have the sequel is there so have you question is there anyone playing that game still i don't know i didn't actually play online i played a little bit of like their kind of tutorial that i played a little single player to just get a feel for how there's the like game no is played player in that game <laughs> there's like those single player tutorial things you can do but that's about yeah it. well and there's also um you can do matches, which you can do the, the AI and stuff, AI stuff like that. Bots, yeah. yeah, AI stuff like that. So well, I was just kind of getting used launch. to playing it. To that yeah, yeah. It was more of just getting used to playing it, and I'll, I might jump in online here soon. I really, to get really, <laughs> I jumped into the online of that game like five or six months ago, and like I played it a lot when it first came out. But like I was just getting destroyed by like the veterans that yeah. still play that game. still playing that game has been playing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then the last game I played, uh, Botnicola, which is that uh, made by the same developers who made Machine Rom and uh, Sanctuarium or something like that. This is a plant, plant game? This is a plant game. So it's a point so and click plants. game. You play as five plants that are all working together, and you have to defeat basically like these dark spider energy ball type things. Yes. But there's no combat. It's all just click and point and puzzles, environment stuff, and collecting things. And that's it actually was really game. fascinating. It was very. If I beat it, so that's. Oh, so so about. I was gonna say last week you were like halfway through it. So you finished it. I finished it. I looked nice. at my Steam time card. I put 3.9 hours into it, and I'm pretty sure about 30 minutes of that was it was on, but I wasn't actually playing because I was working on something else, and I realized that I had just. I hadn't closed out of it. Yeah. Um, but it is, the music was great. The, it, there's no dialogue. Everybody just makes little sounds almost like Banjo and Kazooie, but they don't have, there's no words added to the screen. Gibberish. It's very artistic. It's very casual and it was very relaxing. It was a very fun game to play. Just kind of. So would you recommend this to most uh, point and click fans? If you're a point and click fan, or even if you're not a point and click fan, and you just want to play a game that's kind of casual and not have to worry about, oh my gosh, I got to figure out all these bad guys and bosses and everything. It's mm-hmm. really fun Good that way. Game. Sweet. Very chill. Yes. All right. Well, that is what we have been playing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to episode 84. We'll be back next week. Until then, hope you guys have a good week. We'll leave you with Resurrection from the Celeste original soundtrack have a good week everyone see ya later